curtains and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. You only want to socialize. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Beer League. Uh, we are still drinking pumpkin beers. I know Halloween is over. It's officially uh, November. I forgot what month comes after Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> January, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I forgot what month comes next. Yeah, and we're um, only five in, boys and girls. So get well, ready. That's just because I'm going all over the place over here. Anyway, mm-hmm. reset the clock. We're at negative five. We are. Still drinking pumpkin stuff. Is it over yet? Hell no. Halloween goes forever. Uh, so let's get right into it because I don't want to waste any time. Because I was going to say, it's not like pumpkin is exactly out of season completely. Well, a lot of them are Halloween themed, especially this first one that we're cracking. You can still go to a pumpkin patch before Thanksgiving, I think. I don't know. I haven't that, been that to one. True. That is true. But this first one that we're cracking is very Halloween themed. Okay. Well, first up. On our list of beers tonight is Conchahawken Brewing's Nightmare on East Elm Street. Uh, Nightmare on East Elm Street Pumpkin Ale features the aromas and flavors of pumpkin pie spice. The addition of pumpkin and honey malt in the mash give a depth of flavor to this Auburn Autumn Ale. Pairs best with candy corn. Does anything Uh, pair well with candy corn? Do we have candy corn? We must try. Stupid sweet wax. (laughs) Uh, this one comes in at 5.8%. Uh, I the, I love the can, and the can is one of the stickers, so I want to peel it off. You want to like, peel it desperate. off. Do it after we take get this some. Apart. But it is weird <laughs> because it looks like the can underneath was painted black, and then there is the sticker on top of it. Yep. So that is very strange. They have a generic can that has their branding around the top, Yeah. and then they swap out the middle. So this one, right off the bat, is darker than everything else we were drinking, other than obviously the porter in the last episode. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. all I know is after drinking this, we shouldn't go to sleep. Yeah, right. Don't go to sleep. But I do really uh, second your point of the can. Like it's just very simple with the striped sweater on it I and love the it. claw and mark. Yeah, the claw mark on the side is probably what makes it for me. Quick thoughts. Anybody have something they want to share immediately? This one um, kind of reminds me why I thought I didn't like pumpkin flavored things. Okay. That's uh that's just where I'm at with this. Yeah, this doesn't uh it doesn't taste like super like pumpkin, but the little bit that is there, not great. I think it stands out more than the spices do, which I think is what's throwing it out of whack for you guys. I think the pumpkin specifically sticks out more than pumpkin pie spice in this. Yeah, which is why if you'd handed this to me blind, I'd say, oh, this is somebody's farmhouse ale. Okay. Mm. I I don't really know how to feel about this. I like, I get that like pumpkin flavor just like but it's like a it's like a fresh like like pumpkin seed almost, but not like a roasted pumpkin seed, like like a just fresh right out of the pumpkin. Pretty much pulpy. Yeah. Pumpkiny non- nonsense. Um but it almost gives me like I might be way off base with this, but it kind of because I've had um, I think this kind of gives me like a flavor like a colch where it's very like a like a like a quick flavor that kind of hits you. It's not like a 
It's not like it doesn't really drag on. I don't know why I'm getting that, but that's kind of where I'm getting at it. Out I don't of think it. we've really ever that talked about cultures on here. That makes I sense. I appreciate you for bringing that up. But it, but it is giving me a very like a quick hit of something, and then beer. Yeah, so maybe we want more of certain flavors, less of certain mm-hmm. other ones, and it's just going in the directions that we don't or you guys don't like. I'm not yeah, gonna speak yeah. for everyone, but you but know what? There's a sentence that I didn't think I'd be saying before this month. Uh, I want more of the pumpkin spice flavor. AJ wants more seasoning. I want more seasoning <laughs> on my beer. <laughs> more thoughts? Anybody? Somebody? Yeah, we're. I think we're all a little dumbfounded by like what exactly we're trying to pick out of this. Um, for me, though, with the yeah, with that Colch rating or comparison, I should say, I want to say that it's been getting a little bit better, and I've been getting a little bit more of like a fuller taste with every sip. Like that first sip was very quick hitter with the second one felt a little more full and like a little more like, like of like a texture to the tongue. So, you know, we've talked about, I pre-screened most things that come in. Yeah. I didn't drink a can of this, but I've had it on draft. And this is one of those ones that's definitely like it, it's killer on, on tap, you know, killer. Uh, no, this one's so much better on draft, um, and I think that really kind of skews my opinions on things. It's that if that's the way that I'm pre-screening it, that's the way we should be drinking it, or I should just drink it. One of dr- I should have drank one of the cans, basically. Um, but I like it. It's um, I, you know, I, when I was younger, I always hated pumpkin beers, and this is one that even my younger self probably would have appreciated because it almost has that. It has that strange malty sweetness of like a Belgian double, not nearly as strongly there, but and I, I love double, so it it kind of fits into a niche of beer that I like. So yeah, m- tastes more like beer than pumpkin. <laughs> I, I think the thing I have to say that's most positive about it, and I I do want to stress that this actually is a positive, is that there aren't really any negatives to it. Most beers, you know the a lot of beers, there's some like, eh, it's, it's too this, it's too that. This is very, like, I don't want to say average, because everyone thinks that average, you know, implies that it's not that good. No, this is, this is like a good average. Yeah. You know, this is above average. <laughs> this is an average that I don't mind drinking kind of thing. Yeah, like, if I had a six-pack of these in the fridge you and do. and Halloween went by and Thanksgiving went by and we're coming up on Christmas it doesn't feel out of place you know mm. pulls out for uh, the next football game <laughs> that's something where like the apple cider or the apple cider donut ones were like okay this is very September October very niche drink yeah like I couldn't drink this like past December but this is something that's just like this is one yeah. of those like how we when we did the Oktoberfest we talk about the uh, the yards Unterdog how it was like this isn't an Oktoberfest beer this is a I'm gonna drink this watching football yeah like <laughs> this has more staying power essentially I get that because there's not as much of the, the pumpkin pie spice that makes it that fools your brain into this time of year uh, I will point out since we're doing all this pumpkin stuff I watched a, a video on Facebook the other day and it was the top ten worst trends in food of the last decade 
and pumpkin spice everything was one of them. <laughs> and I agree with that. I fucking despise it. So two two of my <laughs> least favorite food trends were in this. It was pumpkin spice and uh, birthday cake flavored everything. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I hate birthday cake flavored pretty much anything. Yep. I hate birthday cake flavored birthday cake. Yeah, you guys screw yourself. Pumpkin spice and birthday cake are great. But <laughs> I was gonna say I actually kind of like the pumpkin spice trend. I'm I'm one of those people who like got into it a little on the later side. And I'm like, you know what? This is okay, eighty percent of the time, and then the other twenty percent is like the internet. It goes to some deep dark places, and you don't ever want to go back to that corner of the store again. Well, listen, here's here's my thought process behind it. Pumpkin spice is appropriate in dessert type things. It appropriate in pumpkin pie, even though I hate pumpkin pie. Like pumpkin spice, have you ever had a pumpkin spice cannoli? No. They put the spices in the cannoli filling. Yeah, I I could eat a hundred and fifty of those. Like that kind of stuff. Even in beer, it's acceptable. Slash cider. We've had pretty good experiences so far. But there are pumpkin spice dog treats. Why your dog does not care? Your dog probably does not want pumpkin spice. Isn't nutmeg dangerous for dogs? They probably, <laughs> if, if it's dangerous, they probably don't put nutmeg. But like to to uh, an idiot human, it smells like a pumpkin pie. It smells like those stupid fucking pine cones. It's like a, it's like a buzzword. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like dog treats and and pumpkin spice condoms. I think those are huh? the far end of things. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. All right. Imagine that, you that feed that your dog the dog treat, and then they just like I'll just pop on their paws. <laughs> it's like <"Whoop." laughs> all right i've got pumpkin spice dog treats for that, you that all being said uh yeah it was the the negative in that was the fact there the the negative connotation there was the fact that there isn't as much pumpkin spice in this and that's why it's a positive to me because sure too too much of that sure. too much seasoning as aj would say can be a <laughs> terrible thing AJ Marinara. I'm not, say, I'm not saying the amount that you like. You over-season your beer. Yes, you can. <laughs> Trust me, you can. I mean, as that vanilla thing that we had at the end of the last one, <laughs> y- you can. AJ's <laughs> going to come in next week, salt bay in his beer. Mm. Back into it. Um, numbers. Let's get right into the numbers, because uh, it seems like the thoughts have been exhausted here. <clears throat> uh, I'm at a two for the core and a three for Icky. I'm not just... I'm just not too high on this. I'm going three and five. Uh, just it's it's average for me. I, I I enjoy it, but I'm not. It's not blowing my doors off in any department. Okay, Christian. I'm going three point five and five point six. Five point six, really, <laughs> really. <laughs> what a jerk off. That's so. I just wanted to make AJ write it. This was definitely better than the beer we had at the end of the last episode, but yes. I really dislike this one. Uh, core, it gets a two. Icky, it gets a two. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to be the one that saves the average here, I Burning guess. Burning down the house. Um, it's, it's a three and a half on the core for me. I think I think it's my brain that's being tricked by that whole it kind of tastes like a Belgian double thing. It has that weird malty sweetness. Uh, for Icky, I'm going a six because I just housed another one. I was say, you're really up there. So uh, hopefully I'm the one that saves the average. Also, I have a, an affinity for Conchahawk and Brewing Company for two reasons. One, because they made that really good Ghost Bear beer a couple years ago mm. when Shane Goss' bear first kind of burst onto the scene. And two, because it's close enough to where I grew up where, you know, I just got to show it a little extra love. True. But that's just me. 
What um, what core would you give the draft you had had? Uh, what did I say? Three to five? Three 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 point five? 5. Uh, probably a four. It was it was much stronger, and the crushability was probably even a little higher. It was it, it felt smoother. Now uh, the place I had it uh, was having an issue with their tap system, so the first one I had wasn't as good. But I wrote that off as the fact that we were at a bar at the beginning of their day. And they probably had not run their taps through. Like, you know, hey, you got to bleed the lines a little bit to get some carbonation back in them. So the first one I had was not ideal. But I wrote that off as, okay, the girl, the girl bartending has no idea that she needs to run these lines for a few minutes. So sure. you, you don't recommend the 11 a.m. beer? Do not drink this at 11 a.m. Especially not at the place that I want. I don't right. want well, to sure. call out places. I go and people not doing things they're supposed to do. That's just shitty. God forbid you get someone fired for doing that, you know? All right, so next up is... Uh, this one scares me a bit. And um, there's good reason. Okay. The first reason it's a little scary is because the alcohol content on this one. This is the highest one so far, and I think it's the highest one overall, at 9% alcohol by volume. Oh, shit. Sign me up. And the second reason it's a little scary is because the name of it is literally The Fear. Well, I have no fear. The uh, I was going to say the album artwork, the <laughs> the beer label artwork is also kind of frightening. It's this rabid dog on like a fat human, but I don't even know what to describe this thing as. So everyone just has to look at it and and just understand what the fuck is happening here. But anyway, this is another offering from uh, one of our favorite breweries actually surprisingly at flying dog we've had a lot of stuff by them and we've liked most of it so i think i think they have our uh, favorite coffee beer so far i think I you're right what it was called but it was delicious it had like a cassette tape on the front yeah that was the uh, irish coffee yeah so good that was their irish coffee um, we like dogs and we like beers that make us fly and i just really love their their art label artwork um, I've said it every time we've had one of their beers on the show. I really like Flying Dog's artwork. But let's pour this out so you guys can see see what it looks like. So right off the bat, it looks almost like a porter. It's almost dark enough to be a porter. It is a lot darker than I thought it would be. I'm definitely going to put that in the, the dark ale territory. So can I tell you, I actually don't like their their label art. That much. Rye is fucking dancing over there. On it, uh, on this bottle in particular, or in no, all in, of on them? Ev- on all of them. Ryan's gonna is, kick you under the table. It is scary to me. <laughs> it is like, it is like. So I don't like the Muppets because they creep me the fuck out. This is like Muppets level creepy for me, which is weird because I like I I I read horror, I write horror, I I love horror movies, but this shit disturbs me. So you love horror movies, but if we if we had Kermit the Frog as like a guest if in you studio, put, yeah, you'd be you put, freaked. If you put like, um, why are there if, so many? Not even not. Kermit, I think I would be freaked Adam. too because Jim Henson is dead. <laughs> so that'd be fucking weird. <laughs> How'd you get here? So I think so. The art looks very Japanese to me. So if you had Animal in here, I I would not come in. Animal's my favorite. Anyway, I th- what I think is I funny think about I'm that is that uh, the style of art is is called Gonzo. F- yeah, fucking yeah. yes. <laughs> it's Gonzo style art. It's uh, similar to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That whole. I think I'm very desensitized to puppets because <laughs> um, right. my my uncle was a puppeteer. Okay. And and made some of his own. So he like had his own knockoff of like the the Dalmatian dog and oh a couple God. others. 
So I will tell when everyone spooky. This one this one was one of the first like pumpkin beers I had outside of like uh pumpkin and and pumpkin by uh, dogfish head. Uh this was like the first the, I know those are craft breweries but this was like the first craft pumpkin I had and when I had it I was 21 by 3 months 4 months whatever the fuck it was. Uh, and I despised it because it was like, what am I drinking? <laughs> and then I loved how it made me feel. So <laughs> so since we've set out this evening, and this is including last episode, um, this is the first one to really check all the boxes of what I was expecting from a pumpkin ale. Okay. You it's got elaborate? the spices. It's got the pumpkin. Like, they're balanced. Um the spices have an appropriate amount of kick. The the pumpkin actually shows up without either being overpowered or overpowering. And it still has the feel of an ale. Yeah. <laughs> like this is definitely not a porter. You 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 drink this, you're not wondering, ooh, is this this, is this that? It's like, no, this is just this is a pumpkin ale. I'll tell you what, you take a nice big gulp and it'll put a chill in your spine, that's for damn sure. <laughs> So, for me, this one is pretty interesting. Um, I'd, I kind of want to just put some imagery into everybody's brain. Okay, so oh, imagine... the corn again. No. <laughs> <laughs> imagine your basic pumpkin spice latte drinker. Okay? Now, that person that you're imagining is a pumpkin spice latte. Now, imagine... You're a typical lumberjack-looking hipster from Portland, Oregon. That person is a pumpkin beer. Mm, now, mm -hmm. imagine if those two people had a baby. That's this. But That's just the pumpkin spice, the pumpkin spice latte, was cheating on the lumberjack guy <laughs> with somebody from Georgia who's just obsessed. with... With cola, like Pepsi or Coke, <laughs> just obsessed with soda. So we're not sure <laughs> if the child is actually a hybrid of the pumpkin beer and the pumpkin spice latte, or That's if it's not a child how making of, children works. Of if the they don't turn out as hybrids. <laughs> <laughs> they do. It's a blend of the mother and the father's genetics. But not basically, of the two fathers no, and the saying, one. He's saying he doesn't know who the father is. But basically, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, this this exists. Is that in, true, Fitz? You don't know who the father is. <laughs> this exists in a weird cross space, like in the center point of a triangle between a pumpkin spice latte, a pumpkin beer, and like a pumpkin soda. I I, um, I get that. I'll tell it, you what, you know. In, so in, in I, I know yeah. I know that was very roundabout, but it tastes like the carbonation. I love, like I love the fix sodas though. and beers are both carbonated, right? But they have very different flavor profiles. You know, with a soda, the carbonation, it like you really feel it compared with most beers, where you really just feel the wheatness. Yeah, most I say most. There are beers that are very very strong with the carbonation that you know throw that. Uh, algorithm out the window, All but the this this uh, whatever we're drinking right now, because names elude me at this point. I wasn't paying enough attention. The fear, <laughs> the flying dog, <laughs> the flying dog fear is flying fear. The love the fear triangle of babies dogs. of a pumpkin spice latte, a pumpkin beer, and a soda. That makes sense, and I love the fiction. 
<laughs> I love a good story. Beyond the very confused love child in the corner of the room, uh, we have more thoughts. Yeah, I get. Um, I don't get the cola as like more of like a taste. I get it more of like as a mouthfeel profile. Like kind of when you have a Coca Cola, and you kind of get that syrupy feel in your mouth. That's kind of where I get. But I get all the flavors. I get the pumpkin. I get the spice. But it's not light like some of the other ones we've had. Like you can definitely tell this is a nine percent alcohol beer. But I very much enjoy it. If no. Coke made a pumpkin soda, that's what it would taste like. <laughs> so, question: Were you guys getting the soda? Enus of it, a soda enus is not a word. The, <laughs> were you guys getting the soda aspect of this before I said anything, or did I put that thought into your brains the same way that Christian has poisoned us before? <laughs> um, I was trying to put my like finger on where the mouthfeel was, but it wasn't. I don't really get that as like a flavor profile. I got it after. I it, it definitely like was like okay, that's what this underlying thing is. So that same syrupy feeling that you're talking about, Brian, I think, again, goes back to the Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on East Elm Street, uh, the almost Belgian double feeling sweet maltiness that I talked about that, that you get in a Belgian double or triple or, quad, God forbid, a quadruple. Yeah, I, I, I would call the the thickerness that, like the, the OG, the original gravity of it. Yeah. Um, Thank you for using a really good beer term. I don't think we've ever talked about original gravity. Uh, on what um, Brian Rye just said, um, that that like thicker um, mm, maltiness, thicker. that like heavier original gravity, that OG. Um, thick with two C's. Thick with twelve C's. This is uh, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Now we're talking my language. Um, so, but also to circle back to Fitz, uh, you said soda. Right after I had taken a big gulp of it, because I wanted to try chugging it. Like I said to do. And it did the same thing soda does, where it just gets caught in like a bubble in my throat. Yep. I'm like, mm. oh, yep, oh, that like, was a bad idea. Like the bubble in your throat that heads towards the nose, or the one that you can just feel the whole bubble go all the way down your esophagus slowly. Or like it's trying to creep Both back of those out of you. sound better. No, it just stays in place and diffuses over the next five to ten minutes. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, so I, I kind of got that like carbonated soda feeling, but only when I tried to chug it, which is probably a bad idea with a 9% beer anyway. I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, do we have more thoughts or are we going to get to numbers on this guy so we can get to more beer? No, let's let's number this bitch. All right. Uh, AJ, uh, I'm going three and three. Okay. Nothing special for me. Three on the icky is probably a good idea. See, I think this would be a 4.5 for me. I think this was the favorite I've had all night, and for something with such a high alcohol content, I think it is very crushable. I think I would go with a, I think I'd go with a seven on this. Woo! I actually forget, th- did forget this was very high up there. So, um, for crushability, I I tried to chug it and could not, <laughs> and that's probably a good thing considering the ABV. Um, so I'm giving it a five. But I really like this. I'm giving it a 4.5 out of 5 for the core. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was surprised to enjoy this, um, especially after, you know, the last drink, which we had, which I was just like, oh, okay, I hate pumpkin again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, this one is coming in at, uh, I'll give it a 3.5. Uh, definitely better than average. Uh, it tasted good, you know. Not something that I'm going to seek out. 
I'd, I'd, I was thinking to say, unfortunately, it doesn't score high on crushability, but like in a strong beer, is crushability really what you're looking for? I don't think so. You just want to no. have one and be conked out. So I'd, I am going to confidently and proudly give it like a, a three on the icky. I'd, I don't think it's very crushable. I think it's enjoyable. It's tasty. You should drink it. You should go try it. But not crushable. I, and I personally, I'm just not seeking it out. That's a thing that because we don't typically, other than AJ, we don't typically range below like a five really on the crushability except for like the really heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. It's something that's worth pointing out because it's not addressed a lot is that a, a low I- icky isn't a bad thing. Yeah, it's, it's just oh, how many you can nine fucking times, sling in a nine half Nine times an hour. out of ten, a low icky is a good thing because it's a beer that you want to sip on or yeah, you stuff. you want to enjoy. That's that, also not to say that a high icky is a bad thing, but <laughs> yeah, my my favorite beer that everyone shits on, Old Engine Oil, is like a five one. Yeah, it's a five out of five on the core, but for you. no, I'm I'm like <laughs> just <laughs> for you. That. Yeah, for yeah, me, yeah, everyone yeah. agree that it was the best beer ever. For <laughs> yeah, for he's, he's for me, good. it's like a zero and a one. <laughs> he's not gonna sit, he's not gonna like take four of them in twenty minutes. So it's like no, he, he had might. Crush, he, <laughs> he might he had four of them in four days, and that filled him up on old engine oil for the whole year. There you go. Are you feeling about a twelve ounce can low, hmm? Ryan? What are you at? My numbers for this are for the core. I'm at a four and a half as well. Hmm. What do you mean? Oh yeah, as well as Brian. Okay, I was gonna say, what do you mean as well? No one did. No one said that. Uh, and then for Icky, oh God, do I make bad decisions? I'm gonna say yes. a seven. Fuck <laughs> it, because it's it's just it feels so good. Yeah, you and Brian both. See, now he says it's because it feels so good, but really it's because he's an alcoholic. <laughs> um, We're all on the beer podcast, Fitz. I don't think that's been a secret. So um, I do just have one thought after we've gone through all the numbers, uh, and it's just kind of about Flying Dog. Uh, because we have had them on the show here before. Yeah, we've had uh, a, we've had four others of their beers or something along those lines. And I'm just Five. remembering, hearkening back to the days uh, when you know we were still allowed to go outside. <laughs> but um, our St. Patrick's Day episode, which was which was right after we were not allowed to go outside anymore. No, we recorded it two days yeah, early. I think that was before because no, no. we were so, supposed to go to the St. Patty's Day. Um, what I'm saying is, oh, when it came lo- out, it, it came. Well, it came out and was recorded post, quote unquote, official lockdown. So yeah, I just I keep going back to the St. Patrick's Day episode with Flying Dog, where I, it was like a mint chocolate kind of thing, and I'm still mad at you, Rye, because that shit was fucking delicious and i have not been able to find it since and i know it might be seasonal but immediately after that episode i went to multiple stores and didn't looked. i give you more of it to take home with you too you might have given me one but that wasn't enough so like <laughs> flying dog you got some great shit going on uh, pumpkin's not my alley but like it was still good but we need more shit from you. You gotta, you guys gotta like get on it. Your artwork is on point. Your flavors are on point. You just gotta get out there more. So while we're talking about all of this flying dog, I th- I feel like I should should share probably my favorite flying dog ever. Not because of the beer that's in the bottle, but because of the name of the beer. The name of the beer is Raging Bitch, and it's like one of their like year round that's that's one of their mo- most prominent beers uh another one that it's uh frequently on tap at flyers games for us the people who live in philadelphia and actually go to those things 
is the Bloodline. It's their Blood Orange IPA. That's another one I would recommend. Uh, I got it at a Sixers game in a Liberty Bell-shaped cup. So Now, see, Blood Oranges are my second least favorite citrus fruit. My first <laughs> is grapefruits, but Blood Oranges are up That's there. I don't like them. Blood like grapefruit. <laughs> but... I'd be very willing to try that because I've had such positive experiences with Flying Dog. That said, we've talked enough about these bitches. Let's move on to the next brew. (laughs) So the last one for this part of the episode needs a bit of an intro. So in case you don't get the joke, uh, that song was Master of Puppets. And this one is Trogue's Master of Pumpkins. Sweet. And that band never <laughs> cares about copyright. Listen, it's, what, four seconds, five seconds, ten seconds? Not even fucking... Listen, it's got to be more than 30 seconds, okay? You I mean the band that shut down Napster doesn't care about copyrights? Anyway, uh, this one is Trogue's Master of Pumpkins. It says this one is best served in a chalice, so we should all get our chalices out. I'll go get mine. <laughs> it's made with Pennsylvania pumpkins. I love so Trogues does this really nice description section. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things about Trogues uh, bottles and cans is that it gives you all of this stuff. The alcohol percentage is seven and a half, so we're still staying pretty high. Um, it's a one pint or sixteen fluid ounce can. It tells you the yeast that they use. It tells you the spices that are in it. It tells you that it's brewed once a year, um, and then it says. There's a little bit more information at the bottom. It says it takes a long time to plant, raise, pick, slice, clean, and roast 3,000 pounds of local Pennsylvania pumpkins. But come fall, Master of Pumpkins takes shape and suits the season just so. Subtly spiced with cinnamon, clove, ginger, and nutmeg, this is a pumpkin beer that's worth the wait. So, um, uh, Trogues has been doing a lot on social media as far as I've noticed. I've seen a lot of them popping up on Twitter. And this caught my attention because I knew that the pumpkin season was approaching for us. And I was like, now I have to have it. First of all, it's a stark contrast to the last uh, artwork. This one is like, you know, will haunt your nightmares. And yeah. this is just this nice. It's it's it almost Christmassy. It kind of reminds me of the <laughs> yeah. Cinderella-ish animation. Yeah, I get that. <clears throat> it's like, uh, like Tim Burton and Disney. Yeah. Um, but. I like it. I, I saw the can, and I was like, perfect. We don't have enough Trogues stuff that's ever come on the show. So I was like, this is a good... I don't think we've ever had a Trogues thing on the show, actually. Uh, but that's going to yeah. change come Christmas time. Oh, oh boy. Truth. <laughs> Are we drinking some Mad Elf at Christmas? You're Mad correct. Elf. Uh. I'm actually actively seeking out, for the listeners out there, if anybody has a nice vintage Mad Elf, hmm. I'm, I'm looking for that. How vintage? Uh, anything older than this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, ideally a couple of years old, but... You don't even need to ask the listeners. I think I can provide that. That would be clutch. But um, there's, a, there's a thing that, that people do with Mad Elf as they let it age, and then they'll go back because every batch of Mad Elf is slightly different than the next. So I know that the bar that I used to work at, Devil's Alley, we would keep a keg of Mad Elf for the entire year. Hmm. So we'd order two kegs... One would get put to the back of the keg room, and the other one would get tapped. And then every year they would have the previous year's Mad Elf. Um, also in that episode is going to be Rude Elf, which is another uh, local-ish. 
brewery and all that stuff. But anyway, let's not get too much into Christmas because there's a lot there's a lot that's going to happen that that time of year. I think I think there's actually three trogues that are going to be in that episode. So, ha uh-huh. ha. But this is our introduction to trogues on the show. This is uh, Master of Pumpkins, and I'm super excited about it. It looks really good. It looks almost lager colored. I'm not getting as much pumpkin as I did on any of the other it's ones on the initial smell. smell. Yeah, a little hoppy. I agree. Very different than anything we've had today. If you told me that they used a green pumpkin to make this, I don't even know what that could possibly mean, but, but it has I would believe taste. it. Yeah. Has like a uh, I think it's just the hops. Yeah. It has it has a um a grassy taste. If you know it tastes more like um vegetable-y, like actual actual pumpkin. I get what you're saying. Than what it than than the other things that we've had, where it's been like very very beer with spices and stuff. This tastes like I took a bite out of an actual pumpkin rind. So and so if it tastes vegetably, that means it's good for you. This beer is good for you. You <laughs> should drink this beer and with see, your steak and potatoes. See, I kind of again end up being the contrarian because you guys are like. Oh yeah, this one's got the pumpkin, 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 pumpkin. I think I heard that from all four of you. Um, for me, I'm getting a lot less pumpkin with this and a whole lot more of the spice. Uh, I feel like this one, uh, to use AJ's words, is over-seasoned. <laughs> um, I think that's the value of having five of us. Everyone's palate is different, so there's bound to be one person that has a different outlook on it. But that being said, like even that... like kind of quote-unquote over-seasoning um, is still really, really drinkable. And now I have a weird relationship with Trogues. Uh, so Trogues was uh, actually the brewery that made the first ever IPA that I had. Um, and was it's, it uh, it's Perpetual? Yeah, I was going to say it's the one they're most known for, and it's also probably one of the most offensively bitter IPAs <laughs> That you Trogues, could ever drink. Trogues Perpetual is a very typical IPA. It's, it, it's an old school type IPA. Um, what's it? Two two hundred international blech units. It's it's up there. It's for damn sure. Jeez. I'd have to do a little more research to know for sure. I believe Trogues has my favorite double IPA, but I don't remember the name. And I so I've had a few things from them before. I've had the Perpetual, which is kind of standard. I've had the Dreamweaver. And I've had uh, one other, uh, the Mad Elf, um, and now this, and so I so with other one other Trogues brews that I've had, uh, specifically like the Perpetual and the Dreamweaver, the first one of the night that you have, you kind of have to like fight your way through. They they can be hard to drink, but then you order your second one, and it it's like a one eighty. So like your first Trogues of the night. It's an icky of one. Your second trogues of the night is like an icky of nine, and I don't know the person's palate though, because some people like that very hoppy stuff, like Christian over here. He likes super hoppy, super bitter, piney. But but one of the things with piney, hoppy beers is that they get better after a couple of them. That's true. Uh, that's like Mad Elf. Don't Mad all Elf... beers get better after a couple of them? <laughs> Mad Elf. <laughs> beers ain't the only thing. Mad Elf gets better after one, and then your night gets worse after two. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. That's a Mad Elf is a is a. I bought a case of it. It took me almost a year to drink it. So it'll yeah. it'll it'll 
And yet, knowing all this about trying to save one for the next year, you didn't save one for the next year. You know, the last time I bought a case of Manolf was probably five, six years ago, before they switched to this new artwork. Before all, so now all of their artwork is fairly similar, except most of their labels are white. This one's black, obviously, because it's I don't fucking know because it's Halloween. I don't whatever. Anyway, most of their artwork is is white, and the the Mad Elf is a red red label, mostly red label. But uh, yeah, it'll take it'll take you a while to get through a case. It'll also put a hurting on your wallet because it's one of those beers. It's a special specialty beer and everything. It's like a sixty some odd dollar case. I really, I really dig this. I think it comes out firing with like a very clean, like hint of the pumpkin, and then it goes to Fitz's point, like right into those spices. But in those spices, you get those traditional like pumpkiny, spicy kind of like flavor notes. But then I think you get a little bit of the piney in there and a little bit of the hoppiness. So I think that <clears throat> the the fact that you're saying it's like a fresh pumpkin feel at the beginning i think that's where we're kind of getting that almost green feeling yeah because the pumpkin feels really vibrant and and fresh i mean it's the benefit of pumpkins being very widely grown in the state of pennsylvania so it's fairly easy for them to get three thousand pounds of pumpkin for this stuff um what i think is interesting since we're talking so much about trogues and, and madoff and everything there are things about this that remind me of the mad elf it has almost that Again, I would again, say the that spices like, to them so there's are some, similar. Some of the spices are similar, and also, again, it has that... The last couple have had that uh, syrupy, Belgian double-type feel, and that's... Man Elf is like drinking syrup. So I think that's another thing that kind of reminds me of it. Um, you'll never hear me complain about that, though, because I like Belgian doubles and all that. I like heavier beers, darker beers like you guys. Um... So, I I enjoy this one. This one's this one's a pretty strong one for me. So, are we jumping into numbers now? Yeah, I think so. Anybody else have any other thoughts before we number it? No. Cool. I'm going first. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I guess you're excited. Uh, so this is getting a four for my core. Uh, it is a very strong showing in a flavor profile that I thought I was not going to enjoy because. Um, you know, as you've heard a million times from me so far over these past two episodes, I am not a pumpkin person. <laughs> I wanted to kill Rye when he scheduled a pumpkin episode. Two, four pumpkin episodes, technically. <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to kill him, but this is actually pretty tasty. Uh, so, yeah, four out of five. Uh, crushability. It's giving me trouble there because... I drank it easily, but then afterwards I, d I didn't want more. Um, so I guess maybe a four. I don't know. This one's hard to categorize. Like, if you like the flavor profile of it, you'll have no issues pounding them. But if there's, you know, if you're not a strong flavor person, if you're not a hop person... Um, it's going to be hard to get through. If, so you're if, not you're a if you're not a hot person? Hop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only attractive people drink this beer. You know what's funny? <laughs> I feel like this is the first time. In no, it's not Abercrombie's beer. <laughs> All right. Uh, next person for numbers, Christian. Why don't you go? We'll go in reverse order this time. Sure. Um, core, I'm, I'm with Fitz. It's a four. <laughs> um, 
crushability, I'm I'm gonna give it a five. Like like Fitz is saying, if you like the taste, you could drink a bunch of them. Me, the the grassiness is like getting more off putting as I drink it instead of like less off putting. So okay. I don't really know where that sits. I think I'd have to drink a whole pint of it to really know where, where I'm going with that. We've got more, so <laughs> stay tuned to the end of the night. <laughs> Brian. Um, I'll go with a four as my core. I really enjoyed it. Um, I just think I enjoyed other ones more. Um, but I'll go with a uh, I'll go with a six on the icky. I don't think it's like especially crushable, but you know I do enjoy it, and it's something that I do enjoy sipping. Like I genuinely enjoyed figuring out every single sip. Yeah. AJ, you did say that like it was like low, but you're the highest icky so far on that. Yeah, I like to drink th- a lot of things fast, so my ickies generally tend to be on the higher <laughs> side. <laughs> Gotta get them in. I drink with a purpose, AJ. You said this beer is 14% alcohol. It's got an icky of 15. (laughs) Someone get me a hot tub. So I'm on the opposite spectrum here. I did not like this. It it felt like I was like licking like decorative soap or something. That grassiness just got worse. Uh, I'm I'm two and two. AJ just like chomping on some. Topery, <laughs> grassy. I'm, so, I'm sitting there eating the eating the grass at a soccer game. Like it's <laughs> it's just not great. So um, I'm at like a three and a half on the core, and I think I'm at like a five on the icky, and that's purely because this one took longer than the other ones to drink because I was kind of sipping on it and having a good time doing it. Sippy. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit more of a sipper, even though uh, this one is lower alcohol than the fear that I was just putting back like nothing but the fear i I don't know it's it's tough to call here but i definitely think it's an icky of five because i want to take a longer time to drink it but i think that's a good time to take a quick commercial break and we'll get right back at it with a couple more beers all right we're back from commercial and we're reaching the finish line here do you know i forgot it was a commercial i thought we were starting into a new episode that's that shows you how long we were in that commercial Yikes. So, what do you guys want to do? You want to go to New- back to New Jersey or to Delaware? Well, I hate New Jersey, so let's save the best for last. <laughs> let's do Delaware. Jersey first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, it seems like the consensus of two people that talk say we should go with Delaware first. Yeah, I'm down for Delaware first. All right. So, the next one up is another iconic. When you think about pumpkin beers, this one comes to mind. This is Dogfish Head's Pumpkin Ale, and I love it just because it's punk, like punk rock. Like the uh, like the theme song that we should have had for our episodes. <laughs> Listen. Even though it's pop punk rock, but let's not get too crazy. Uh, so pum- Pumpkin Ale, this is another one of those, like, <clears throat> people talk about pumpkin beers. I watched this older couple when I was at Acme picking, out t- picking up some beer. This wasn't, like, p- I wasn't picking up pumpkin beer in that moment, but they were. And they're like, let's get pumpkin and pumpkin. And I'm like, you guys are fucking noobs at this shit, aren't you? Um, this one, again, we're staying nice and out there on the ABV. I think we've had one that's dipped substantially lower, and it was the bone saw was 4.7. The Nightmare on East Elm Street came in at 5.8, but even that's up there enough. This one comes in at 7. So Okay, that's a little bit more of something. 
So this is uh, similar to the Master of Pumpkins we had just before the commercial. Master of Pumpkins was uh, 7.5, so. But it's back to the same kind of color as the pumpkins. It's not as dark as some of the most recent ones. So yeah, with this one, I'm getting absolutely no pumpkin on the initial, like, nose of it. No. It's weird. I I am very slightly, like, a, it's very, very slight, but there's something to the smell that's not beer, and it's kind of got that rich sweetness that I kind of want to describe pumpkin as having after, you know, having, I think, eight of these so far. Brown sugar? <coughs> Maybe. N not quite brown sugar, um, but definitely a little bit of, you know, something more than beer. So, Christian, did you read the bottle before you said that? I looked at the website, okay, so, I so. Ha I had seen that there was brown sugar so in it. So it's it's a brown ale brewed with pumpkin, brown sugar, allspice, cinnamon, and nutmeg. So, if if I hadn't read that, I might have said molasses, which is similar enough. Molasses. Brown sugar is basically just sugar with molasses still in it. But there's a an almost there's a hint of like an acrid flavor. I'm trying to figure out. I'm mostly trying to figure out the artwork here. <laughs> it's a blimp or a oh. hot air balloon that's a pumpkin. And the passengers are a frog, a mouse, and an owl. <laughs> All right. Uh, sure. Are they Led Zeppelin? I don't <laughs> think so. Sorry, you don't know the old Halloween tale of the frog, the mouse, and the, <laughs> and the owl? Well, they all get on a blimp, and... <laughs> yeah, where they all get on a blimp, and, uh, you know, the rest, the rest is history. And that's how Warp Tour was made. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck just happened here? <laughs> um, quick thoughts, initial thoughts, AJ? Um, I'm starting to believe that I really don't know the difference between beer flavor and pumpkin flavor. Because it's just, it's just, they're tasting like beer to me. Where Fitz is on kind of a roller coaster where he either hates it or loves it. I'm just like, these are all just hitting the same line for me where it's just like, this is you're on this a, is You're beer. on a kiddie roller coaster that just goes in a circle? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on one of the... <laughs> the um, you're like that dragon at the carnival. Yeah, exactly. It, but even more tame with like... Um, What's it? The train that goes in a yep. loop? Yeah, the very slow train. I was gonna say the dragon at least has little hills. I yeah. mean, you did kind of have okay. Yeah, you did have right. a little bit of a peak early. Yeah, this is a this is a little little dragon roller coaster. Brian, I just can't stop picturing AJ on a little <laughs> dragon roller coaster, but like by himself, <laughs> <laughs> by my, just the only one at the at the back of it. You know, they say if you're Are in the back, it goes faster. Woo, thanks, Mark. Send me around again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Can I stay on? No uh, one's in line. Uh, what the hell is that, that uh, little kid's like amusement park that's out by where we're Dutch Wonderland? That's it. That's the one. That's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> AJ's Dutch just on the dragon at Dutch, Dutch Wonderland. Wonderland. He's the only one at Dutch Wonderland. On. <laughs> Dutch Wonderland. <laughs> All of us go to Hershey Park, and AJ's like, I'm at the amusement park. Where are you guys at? <laughs> I'm here. Where the fuck are you? This stupid, this stupid roller coaster cost me five tickets a ride. <laughs> so this guy uh, doesn't really give me much of like 
anything pumpkin-y. I mean, maybe I get like a little bit of the brown sugar, but it kind of just tastes like an ale for me. It doesn't like it's not bad. Like I wouldn't mind this as an ale, but if we're thinking pumpkin ale, we're thinking of these heavy flavors and stuff like that. Like I don't get too much of that. I get more of just like it's like a beer and maybe a hint of the brown sugar and pumpkin, but it. it it's not really all there for me. I mean, it's a good ale. I drink it. I enjoy it. I, I think but I don't think that it's really uh, coming through with the spices and the things that were typical of the other beers we reviewed. I think a big thing that might be also throwing you a little bit is that a lot of the other ones have uh, the quote-unquote pumpkin pie spice, which usually contains uh, clove and or ginger. And this one is missing that. So it's missing the mo- like the strongest of the pumpkin spice. It's pumpkin spice. Pumpkin pie Jesus fucking pumpkin pie, <laughs> nice pumpkin pie spice, pumpkin pie twice as nice. Somebody's Pum- been enjoying the beer tonight. <laughs> um, it's missing the key pumpkin pie spice flavors in like the clove and the ginger, the heavier, the ones that like usually push through harder. Christian thoughts? Um, I'm I'm back where I was with the um, the nightmare on Elm Street, like. If I had this in a blind taste test, I don't think I'd call it a pumpkin ale. I think I'd call it a farmhouse ale, which is not a bad thing. It's good. Um, It's kind of not really competing in the pumpkin ale arena, (laughs) but it's pretty good for an ale. Okay. Fitz? This this one was... um, I'd... I feel bad for saying interesting again because I think I've now described at least half of the ones we drank tonight as interesting beers. Um, It had a lot of elements of a lot of the different things that we've had to drink tonight. Uh, And for me, it ended up coming in as kind of like a balanced amalgamation of all of them. And I'm not sure if my taste buds are just getting fatigued from having so many similar flavors or Mm. if that's truly where it comes in. Um, But, yeah, for me, this is legitimately like an amalgamation of everything that we've had. Uh, So I'm going to have to give it, you know, a a middle score of a three for my core and an icky of like a six which is like right in the middle of where i've been you know rating all my crush abilities it was easy to drink but it was you know nothing that's like oh give me more of this let me chug it um there was nothing that was like oh i don't want this uh like there were beer aspects there were pumpkin aspects uh, it was very well-rounded um and yeah, like Christian mentioned earlier about a different one, uh, you don't want to say average because people now have a connotation that average is actually a below average. Um, but this is like perfectly average, like it's right in the middle. Uh, if you know you don't like pumpkins, you can get along with it. If you love pumpkins, you can get along with it. I think that's why it's had such staying power with within the pumpkin beer realm. And that's why it's one of those ones that's the the iconic, uh, go, uh, at least in this part of the country. I don't know how things are out, uh, <coughs> you know, anywhere else. But on the East Coast, like, this is one of those ones that when you think about a pumpkin beer, this is one of the ones you think of. Um, and for me, though, the, the, the issue that I'm coming up with is that it's there's not enough to it for me. And I think I real I personally, I think I'm really missing 
the clove and the, or the ginger, like that super heavy spice feel to it. I'm getting more pumpkin, and the the longer that it sits here on my tongue, the more that I'm tasting that. It's it's it, it's an off putting taste to me, but that's just me because I don't like pumpkin. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like sweet potato stuff other than like yeah. candy jams at Thanksgiving. But that's covered in fucking like molasses and mar- and marshmallow, so that don't count. But I don't I don't like those those type of thing. Like sweet potatoes and pumpkins kind of have that similar taste to them almost. I don't really like those things. I hate sweet potato fries. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like sweet potato pie. Whatever. So that flavor is kind of off-putting to me, and I think that's what's going to put my core at a two and a half. But like Fitz did say, it's it's very easy to drink. If especially after we've this is our what ninth ninth one of the night. I I could probably put these back, especially because I've had ones that I personally enjoy more before this one. So I think it'll still put my core to or my icky at a six. But uh, this wouldn't be the one out of the ones that are left in the fridge. This is not the one that I'm going to reach for first to drink. No. Who uh, you guys are left for numbers, right? I was going to say we didn't do numbers. Um, I'm not again. I'm not high on this because it's just not uh, the averageness. I think just makes it taste like every other beer to me. It's a beer, and I'm not. I'm very interested in beer that tastes like beer. Uh, so I'm 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 going two and three with this. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hit this, especially when there are ginger snap tasting uh, ciders out there. <laughs> I, you know, I have a preference. I have bad news for you that all those ciders are gone from the fridge. Well, so. of course they are. Well, you just deflated AJ's <laughs> entire day. <laughs> Fuck these pretzels. <laughs> Well, AJ enjoy beer for the rest of the night. Um, I, I, to the, your point, it's average, but I think it's just that little above average. I'm going to go with a three point five. Um, I, but I will go with an eight on the icky. I could put these back. Like I would not pay the price, but I could sit there <laughs> and knock these back the same way I would a Bud Light or a Miller Light at a bar. Okay, watching a football game. Um. Yeah, I'm about there. I'm going to put a 3.5 for the core. Um, I would say this is ever so slightly a hair more crushable than um, Nightmare on Elm Street. So I'm going to give it a 5.7 instead of a 5.6. <laughs> you know, you're a real <laughs> you're fucking teacher. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, anybody have closing thoughts before we get on to our last one that I have in my bag of tricks here? Yeah, actually, after hearing everybody else's opinion on it, I kind of want to lift up my core score just a little bit. Um, so I'm going to move it from a three to a pie. You're, you're an asshole. 3.14. <laughs> Got it. 3.14159267. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> get it right. Just divide tau by two. It's easier. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely do that. Dividing whatever. <laughs> Doing the thing. Yeah. Christian, you got to remember, Rye struggles with regular numbers going <laughs> above four. Once you involve division and then Greek numbers. I get all my Celtic feelings left. All my Celtic feelings. Anyway, <laughs> moving into the last one I have, Christian seems to... You know, have something hidden from us, but see, Ryan's surprise beers scare me. 
Christian surprise beers Horrifying make me, me want to shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> but what about my surprise surprise? It's not a beer. And God. and what oh, you guys shit. don't know is that after we finish recording every episode, Christian brings out a surprise beer for Brian. Just Brian. <laughs> so meaning Brian shits his pants every, every Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, cleans out the colon. <laughs> At least once a week, you've got to the, clear yourself out. On to the last one that I have. We're going back to New Jersey. This is two episodes now that have ended in New Jersey. Uh, we're going with River Horses, Hippo Lantern, Pumpkin Ale, brewed with pumpkin and spices. Isn't that just how nights with beer end up? you end up in New Jersey? I Listen, I try not to. You try, you but trying walk? implies failure. You want to go walk across the Ben Franklin right now? Nope, done that enough. Um, no, I, I don't start walking across the Ben Franklin until at least November. This one goes well. Cr- cranks back up on the uh, alcohol volume scale, and back we're back up to an eight point one. Oh, cranks back up. Okay. Yep. Um, let's see what other descriptors descriptors are on this bottle. What Bar- do the the scriptures say? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> A reading from the book <laughs> of River Horse. Um, the bottle says, our goal was to make a pumpkin beer that was... What? Oh, it was ingredient rich. I was like, what the fuck? What? That didn't make sense when I was re- reading it slowly, but speaking fast. Our goal was to make a pumpkin beer that was ingredient rich, but drinkable. So balance was the key. We didn't want a spice bomb or something sickeningly sweet. We combined pumpkin puree, cinnamon sticks, cloves, nutmeg, fresh ginger root, vanilla beans, and black strap molasses in such a balanced way. It's tough to pick out pick one of them out. All of the ingredients are real, not flavorings, and the whole spices are crushed the day of the brew. And again, this one has one of my favorite things on the bottle. International bleh units. Correct. On the IBUs, this one comes in again at a 16. So both New Jerseys had the IBUs, and they both come in at a 16. This also has a number we don't talk about too much. This has a the color measurement, which is uh, SRM. And I don't remember off the top of my head what the hell SRM stands for, but it's in the beer Bible. I'm sure it is. You, would you like me to fish it? What was that ABV again? It's uh, ABV is 8.1. The color is a 12 SRM, and the IBUs are 16. So it says, please enjoy the Brewers at River Horse. Package 92120. So this was packaged almost exactly a month Standard ago. reference method. Thank you. So that's the measure of color. You've been hoarding it for a while Sorry, now. I've, I've been reading reading all the details. See, I wish we would have read this bottle as one of our first beers because I would have used the term spice bomb a lot. So yeah, I just enjoyed that. Definitely with the bone saw. That was a spice bomb. Here's the thing. Smells just like the other ones. <laughs> Plot twist. All of these pumpkin beers have smelled similar. Now, you did just read the bottle, and I'm sure there's a little bit of bias in my head because you just said that these were all the actual ingredients instead of flavorings, but I feel like I can taste that. And I kind of wish you hadn't read them. Even if all of the other beers had the exact same spices and they were all fresh and all real, I think the thing that, that they differentiated themselves by saying was that they are ground the day of the brew, which, you know will help with those fresh, super clean flavors on all the spices. Well, I don't even think the the spices are melding well. I think the thing that's really coming through is the molasses. 
Yeah, blackstrap molasses. I haven't seen anything on the other beers about using molasses, which, we, I mean, we did talk about the dogfish had uh, brown sugar, which, like I said, is basically just white sugar with some molasses left in it. But it also depends on if it's lighter or dark brown sugar since it changes the level of molasses. But molasses has that almost like, I don't want to say sour, but it has that funk to molasses. Like, there's something special. It's rotting about sugar. It's funky. There's something special about the flavor of molasses that stands out from any other type of sweetener. Yeah, like, so, like, this to me is what the word or the term craft beer means. It's like, wanted something more than just another beer. Put a little more flavor into it. Now, you could also argue a, a bunch of those were like that, including the. Um, the uh, spice bomb we had last episode. <laughs> um, so See, I, I don't think it's fair to just say that, oh, yeah, this one's the craft beer. No, they're, they're, they're all craft beer. They're all trying to do something else, something different. Um, but this is the one that, like, stands out. It the most resonates. Yeah. I am finding uh, that the this one has a little bit more of a burnt taste, um, like... The earlier ones than the ones in the middle we've been doing. And I am more partial to that for some reason. Uh, maybe because I, I don't like um, uncooked vegetables. And this is this is not giving me an uncooked vegetable uh, feeling. <laughs> no, them vegetables cooked. Well, yeah, this is real cooked. See, I'm, I get what they say on the can with everything being so blended together. You can't pick much out. And I kind of don't know if I either don't like it or if I am not used to it. Um, I kind of like when the, there's those layers to the sip and you can taste, okay, there's the nutmeg, there's the pumpkin, there's this. Um, with this one, it's all like right there and there's not even like time in that tasting period to kind of decipher it. Um, I'm not too high on it. Um, I mean, it's not like undrinkable by any means or standard, but... Um, yeah, it's it like all the flavors are there. They're just all melded together, I guess, so perfectly that I can't decipher any of them. But you get hints of everything, but all at once, it's very strange. I'll tell you for sure, I can pick out the molasses. Molasses. I can't pick out molasses particularly, but you know, this one was most intriguing to me. Um, I thought it tasted almost nothing like anything else we had tonight. Uh, like there were definitely still hints of pumpkin, but the entire flavor profile was different than expected, uh, especially given the experiences that we've had so far. Um, I also thoroughly enjoyed it. That being said, uh, like its departure from everything else that we had was a very welcomed departure. Uh, I thought the spices were well balanced. I thought it had like the proper amount of ale flavor to it. Um, also, it has a clever name, which I like. Uh, the hippo lantern. It's it, this was a good brew, and um, this was kind of the one that I had the least amount of expectations for, uh, just because I had you know never heard of Riverhouse Brewery, River Horse. Um, so yeah, I had never heard of them, so I wasn't really sure what to expect. Uh, 
the flavor profile itself just came out of kind of left field, but I was very thankful for it. So this one, <coughs> uh, vaguely, it's very, it's a very vague one because it still has some of that, uh, that viscous feel like a like a Belgian double and triple. So it kind of reminds me of their uh, triple horse, which is their Belgian triple. In case you haven't realized, everything of theirs is like hippo themed. So river horse, the hippo is the river yeah, horse. That's, yeah. So triple horse would be because it's river, a river horse. Anyway, um, <coughs> so it, it kind of reminds me of that with the with the added spices and kind of toned down a little bit from where the triple horse is. The triple horse is a higher ABV and it's much more of that malty sweetness. But this is like a slightly watered down version of that with all the spices, which I think makes it really enjoyable, especially for me, somebody who's been having a good time with that flavor profile. Yeah, I, I mentioned it before. It It's sweet. You can taste the molasses. The spices are melded well together. Um, it's got a little bit of the roasted malty taste, but not, like, overpowering. Yeah, um, yeah this is uh, one of my favorite of the night. I right. think, uh, yeah. Numbers? Episode two was the strong showing for me. Okay. Numbers? Uh, I've got 4.25 for core, and I've got a four for the icky, not because I don't think I could drink a lot of them. I, I don't want to. I, I want to, like, sip it and enjoy it, mm. and, like, I kind of want to relish it a little. Makes sense. Go AJ, around. Go next. Uh, I'll go next. Just gonna make it confusing for the end. Sure. Uh, again, I'm not too high on it. Uh, I liked it a little bit better than the other ones that tasted more like fresh vegetables. Uh, so I gave this a 2.5 and a 3.5. Brian, I'm gonna go with a 2.5 on it. I I don't know how I feel about it, but I just know that I wasn't like super thrilled about it. Uh, not anything against uh, River Horse because I had a. Uh, that's actually the first colch I've ever had was their watermelon colch and that was super good. Yeah. Um, but uh, just I don't know. I think they melded the flavors maybe too well for me. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It just wasn't my thing. Um, and then yeah. So on the icky, I'm going to have to go with the three. Okay, Fitz. Uh, so yeah, this one. I don't know. I I really enjoyed the flavor, but like, even though it was so enjoyable, there's something about it I don't love. Uh, so this one's gonna come in at a three and seven eighths for me. <laughs> <laughs> if you need that in numbers, numbers. I need that in a decimal. <laughs> three point eight seven five. <laughs> Going to three decimal space. Just put it as three point <laughs> seven five and call it. Oh uh, well, no. It, at that It'd point, it, it would be a three point nine. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> um, and an icky of six, six, just flat six. Okay. Numbers, numbers, numbers. <clears throat> I do, I do feel kind of lost on this one with numbers, because to quantify it one way almost feels negative but I guess I'm going to stick with my gut 
and just go right down the middle again with a three and a five because it has the flavors you want, but some of them kind of get buried by each other. Like Brian was saying, they're kind of blended very well, but <clears throat> it still tastes good. It, it has the flavors you want it to have. Sure. Um, and with Icky, um, it's... I want to I want to take my time and drink it, but I know I could put them back. That's why I'm going kind of right in the middle there. And, it's something uh, like, oh, your Uber's here. Okay, I have to. Yeah, I have to crush it and finish it up and get out the door. Um, I'm also mortified of what's about to happen to us. Yeah, what? The yeah, there's fuck something going on that? over there. Because I'm looking at the end of the there's table. There's something going on over there. I don't, I don't like know what, it. I don't know what's going on there. Oh my gosh. Do you, you, you want me to explainer? tell the listeners what it's going I was to be? Say, yeah, you might as well. What do you mean what it's going to be? I mean, what it is, it is in your hand. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were going to include it. Um, well, I mean, it's here. All right, so in, in You're going to put Philly, us through this torture without letting them know what was going it's, on? It's going to be content. <laughs> uh, in South Philly, um, the, the Italian folk have uh, a tradition of making a beverage they call cello. Specifically, um, lemon cello is the most popular form. That is the most popular w- one. Um, so, uh, when I started dating my my girlfriend, her her dad he makes uh, chocolate cello. Her mom makes like lemon cello. My girlfriend makes candy cane cello. That's freaking bomb, and people beg for. That's so, interesting. So to fit in with the family, Wait, I came up with coffee real, cello. Real quick, before he gets even further into this, the candy cane cello is the least lethal of them all, because almost all of them are made with grain alcohol. Hers is just made with vodka and rum, so it's a little less lethal. So anyway, I make coffee cello to fit in with the family, and um, recently, I came into a bottle of um, her dad's been branching out into pumpkin cello. And I thought that I just had to mix that with coffee. So what we have here is basically a pumpkin spice cello. So this is a, this is your coffee with pumpkin spice cream stuff. Yeah, th- this is actually a, a failed batch of coffee because the coffee came out too weak, and I'm adjusting. Great. But it came out good for mixing with a latte. Wonderful. And I'll, do you want a half one fit? So you're going to be a brave. Brave little soldier. All right, that's fair. Give it is grain alcohol. Times the Brave size. little toaster uh, is the wording you're looking Goes for. Goes to Mars. And that's uh, rye size. Oh, great. Great. That's what the spittoon right behind you is for. Splat right in the wall. All right, well, bottoms and up, boys. Cheers. Where's, where's mine? <laughs> was, it that, was it that good? Guess you'll have to find out. Yeah, I dig it. I think it was a perfect in between. I need a little more pumpkin spice. I need more grain alcohol. Here's the thing: if I liked coffee, that would be great. (laughs) (laughs) More, damn it, more! (laughs) If I like, if I like coffee, that would be great. The initial shot is killing me with coffee flavor because I'm weak to it. But you know, as it mellows out, it's fine. Well. <clears throat> on that note, the fact that we've just consumed grain alcohol yep. is the perfect <laughs> Drink <time> responsibly. <laughs> is the perfect time for us to get out of here. Um, the, I guess, decisive part of this episode is, you know, if you've never had pumpkin beers, go try some. We, You know, we've had some guys that are like, I don't like pumpkin stuff, and they've had a good time tonight. Yeah. I fucking hate pumpkin stuff, and this was <laughs> enjoyable. So... 
Um, go try it. Branch out a little bit. Try something a little different. Um, on that note, let's get into our usual uh, nonsense. Wash your hands. Uh, wear a mask. Use hand sanitizer when you can't wash your hands. Stay away from each other. Stay six feet apart. Socially distanced. Socially distanced. Like, uh, what was it, Brian? Did you say it the other day? It's like, be there for your friends, but over there but like for your over friends. over there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Um, especially with the holidays coming up. You know, the biggest drinking day of the year is the night before Thanksgiving. So please, please, please drink responsibly. Drink with caution. And most importantly, stay thirsty. Girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? The sin you will see, the saw town of Halloween. This is Halloween.